welcome to the Crazy Love Podcast. Is the Christian life all about the things we have to do or about what we get to do by God's grace? In this classic teaching, Francis Chan starts a series on the book of Galatians, exposing the arrogance of thinking we can work our way to God. Most of all, he calls us back to the core teaching of the gospel. It's what God did in his grace, not what we do, that saves us. We're about to start this book of Galatians. And, uh, and in the book of Galatians, it's all about God. It's all about God's grace. See, the Galatian churches, they used to be, when they started, they were great churches. They were great churches because all the focus was on God. And all the focus was about how much God had done. But what had happened was people came into the church and they started teaching this false doctrine. They said, well, Jesus is good, and yeah, he kind of forgives your sins, but you also have to do this, 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 and this. And these Galatians were believing it. And they're going, oh, so we have to do things in addition to what what Jesus did on the cross in order to really be Christians and on and on and on. And Paul's saying, oh, no, 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 no. No, you do things because you want to do them. You don't have to do them. You do it out of joy. and In fact, it's out of grace that you get to do these things. And then he just brings them back to grace, 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 grace. And I just, just as a church, I, I hope that we never, uh, I, I pray we never get arrogant and look at what we've done. Because here's the thing. At, at first glance, you know, the majority of the people in the world think to themselves, I want to do a bunch of good things because it makes me feel better about myself and I think God will think more highly of me. And most people think that by doing good works, they're going to get to heaven. And at first glance, that seems somewhat noble. You go, well, what's wrong with that? He wants to do a bunch of good works so at the end of his life, he can say, look, God, look at all that I've done. He wants to earn. He doesn't want to just take this stuff from God. He wants to earn it. What is wrong with that? What is wrong with a nice person trying to do good works and earning their way to heaven? See, first glance, the world looks at that and goes, that is very noble. And yet, you guys, no, 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 it's not. That is very arrogant. And it, and it puts all the focus on you. See, because then suddenly at the end of your life, you go, hey, look what I did. I earned this, and God's just given you what you earned. And so it's all about you. Look at what you did, you did, you did. And Paul says, that's not the gospel. The gospel is about, look at what God did for you. You didn't earn a thing. And at the end, it's about his amazing grace, that he gave you something you didn't deserve. And now suddenly he gets all of the glory. And that's why Paul says, you, this, is, this is an evil doctrine. It's not noble. It's not beautiful for you to think you're doing all these good things and earning God's favor. That just puts all the attention on you and it gives you all the glory when this isn't about you. This is about a God who has given you so much, so much that you don't deserve. So Paul writes in uh, Galatians 1.1, he says, Paul, an apostle sent not from men, nor by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead and all the brothers with me to the churches in Galatia. So Paul starts off saying, this is Paul. You know, back then, right, right in the, the way they wrote their letters is they would put their name first. 
it just makes sense, right? Because, you know, why, when we get a letter, we look at the bottom. Who wrote it? Well, well why not put your name first? That's what they did. We, I don't know who changed that. That was dumb. But uh, so he says Paul. He is from Paul, and he calls himself an apostle. An apostle literally is the word a sent one. They used to, I've talked about this before, they used to have those ships back then called apostolic ships. An apostolic ship had one function, it was to take cargo from one place to another. And so in the same way, Paul says, look, that's what I am. I'm an apostle. That means I take the goods, I take the gospel from one place to another. In the early church, it was a, a literal position of an apostle. These were people who, who had gifts of miracles that authenticated what they were saying. These were people that had this gift of going from place to place and really starting churches and, and pioneering things. And Paul says, I am a sent one. But then he makes a comment that he says, I'm not sent from men. I'm not sent from man or by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. Paul's saying, listen, the, what I do, I do because God told me to do it, because I was sent from God to do this. And that's such a beautiful thing to say. You see, I don't know if you feel this way at all, but I, I look at that and I go, you know what? I believe I was sent from God. Why am I standing up here on the stage? Is it because I was looking for a job and went through the classifieds and said, oh, maybe pastor? No, and it wasn't, it wasn't like a bunch of people said, hey, you know what you'd be really good at? No, it's just at the core of my being, I really believe that I was created for this. I think, God, you made me to teach people about your word. You made me to go to these different places and tell them about you. I, like, I, I believe I'm created for that, and I was sent by God to say these things. And it, it's an awesome feeling to think, wow, that's, my, that's the point of my existence. And I love knowing that I was sent by God to say things by God himself. What an absolute honor. But my question is, is, do you feel that way about your life? Are you just doing stuff or are you doing things that you believe that you were created for? That God sent you, put you on this earth to do those things. See, because later on in, in verse 14, we'll look at it next week, but he says, he goes, I was set apart from birth. Even all that time I rebelled against Jesus, it was just all a part of this plan and I got to this point and I know this is something God wants me to do. See, but, but we all need to have a sense in which there's a purpose for my life. I'm not just some random accident. I was made for this, and I'm sent from God to do this very task that I'm doing. That's why I love the way some of you, you, you feel called. You go, no, God wants me here in Simi Valley, or God wants me in Moore Park. God wants me in Thousand Oaks. He wants me in this area, you know, and, and because he's called me here, now some people that, that live out here, you guys are out preaching in the prisons on Sunday mornings. You know, some of you guys are here, and yet you feel like, no, my ministry is in corporate America, and I'm starting Bible studies right there. Some of you are saying, no, I'm here to make an absolute fortune, to give that away to other people. Some of you are pastoring people in your own neighborhoods, but you know, you go, you know what, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I was sent by God to do. I'm not just living life and getting by day to day. There are things I'm supposed to do on this earth. You guys, it's the only way to live. The only way to live. And, and then so he says, uh, he writes this to the, the churches in Galatia, but um, in verse 3, he says a very important word, grace. Grace and peace to you 
from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. He says grace and peace. Grace, make sure you understand the word grace because we're going to be talking about it a lot in the next few weeks. The word grace is unmerited favor. The word grace is someone just gives you something you didn't earn, you don't deserve. Grace. Grace. Grace Grace is, I'll show you grace. I'll show you grace. I'll show someone grace. Grace is, uh, what's your name? Sue. Sue, here you go, $100. Yeah, I'm rich, I'm okay. <laughs> Sue, okay, so... So grace is, is just going, well, why'd you pick her? I don't know. She's in the aisle. It's easy. I, I just, grace is, well, what did she do? She just sat down. Why didn't you come? Grace is just, that doesn't make any sense. You don't just walk up to someone and give someone something that they didn't earn, they didn't deserve. That's grace. You just give it to the person. And you have to understand this. You've got to get this. You are not here because you're these great people. You're not going to be in heaven because you did all of this stuff. You're going to be in heaven because of grace. Because God just looks at you and goes, I'm going to save you. All the junk that you've ever done that you could never make up, I'm just going to erase it all. Okay? You don't have to pay for anything. It says that I'm going to have my son, my son, he'll pay for all of it. So you just get forgiveness just for believing in him you get it i'm just gonna give it to you and you're stuck there going wait a second you're telling me right now everything i've ever done i've done some pretty bad things you're just gonna forgive all of that and then you're gonna let me inherit heaven you're just gonna let me walk right through heaven's doors without doing a thing just, just, just walk in and receive this inheritance as a child of God? You're just going to hand it to me? Yeah, that's what grace means. And we go nuts thinking about that. And people rebel against that and go, no, 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 you're not doing that for me. I'm going to earn it. I'm going to do it. And why? Because we want, it, we want it to be about us. Rather than at the end going, no way. You did all of this and all eyes being on God all eyes being on Jesus, whom the word says, who gave himself for our sins. He gave himself for our sins. We didn't earn any of that. He just gave, gave himself for our sins to rescue us. He, he came to rescue us, it says, from this present evil age. Now, I, I know also a lot of people in this present evil age believe that we're in a good age. And that people are inherently good. And I'm saying, wow, have you read the news lately? Man, you guys were sending me links this week when I talked about human trafficking. And you guys sent me these links from these different places. And I went, are you kidding me? This is what's going on in the world? And you think about all these millions of little kids. I mean, you're sending me links from China where they can only have one kid. And so, you know, they wait for the boy. And the things that they'll just do with the girls and sell them and throw them all. Just, these are people. And you start looking at all of the different holocausts that have taken place throughout history. And you're going, wow, I didn't know. When you look at all the things that are going on in different places right now, this very moment. And you're going to say, oh no, these are all good people. 
No, he says it's just this evil age that we live in. And, and, and God looking down saying, well, look at the evil they're involved in. I'll send my son and I'll rescue them from, from all of that. It says he'll rescue us from this present evil age. When it says that he rescues us, the idea of rescuing us and taking us from this path of danger is he's talking about all evil. You see, evil is not a good thing. Evil lands you in hell. Evil, it's, it's not just the, but it's not just the punishment for evil that he's rescuing us from. He's rescuing us from evil itself. Because we, not only do we not want to be punished for our sin, but in our hearts, do we really even want to be sinners? In other words, when I was praying this week, and I'm praying for these kids, and my heart's just broken for what's going on in the world, a cool thing happened to me this week. I began to get sad, not just for the victims, but also for the culprits. I started thinking, do you really want to be a molester? Do you really grow up thinking that's what I want to be? And I thought, these people must come go to bed at night thinking, look at me, what a loser I am. And, and I, I mean, some of you, some of the things that you've gone through and some of you that are stuck in some things right now, was it really your life's goal to be an addict? You don't want that for yourself. You look at yourself and you're just as mad about it as, as everyone around you. It's like, I, don't, I didn't want to be an addict, but man, this is just what I became. Whether it's drugs or alcohol, I, I, I haven't met any kids that go, one day I'm going to be an alcoholic. It's not like you aspired to that. You don't like it. In the same way, there's some of you that are addicted to pornography and you're looking at yourself going, man, look at me, a 30, 40, 50-year-old man staring at a computer screen at naked images, and you just think to yourself, what a loser I am. Some of you that have been unfaithful to your spouses, is that really what you wanted to be? Unfaithful? That's the example you wanted for your kids? Or didn't in your heart you wanted to be faithful? And you don't want to be known as an adulterer. Some of you girls that, you know, all the way through high school, you've already slept with different guys and kind of known as a whore. That's what you wanted for yourself? You really wanted that? We didn't want that. Some of you guys are beating up on your wives physically. I mean, don't you just sit at home at night going, what a loser. I hit a girl. I'm a loser. See, these aren't things that you're after. You, you know, some are so materialistic and you just have to have the nice things and everything else. And you're going, wait, I don't want to be this way. I don't want to be greedy. I, I'd love to be a person that actually loved other people and cared about others more than myself. You, you see, it's like, I, I don't want to be angry. Some of you, the way you talk to your kids, you know, sometimes they can just get on your nerves and you say things. And you're like, oh, I've become a yeller. I'm screaming at my kids. I'm, hey, I don't want to be this. You don't you understand this sin? It's, it's we agree with God. These aren't good things. And so we're saying, God, rescue me from the penalty of all of these things, but also rescue me from these things themselves. See, and Jesus says that he came to rescue us from all of this so that, yeah, we're in this world, but we're not of it. 
We don't live that way. We don't think that way. And, and God really can come into your life. He says, man, when you are saved, that's what that whole series about the Holy Spirit was about. He says, I will rescue you. I'll rescue you from the coming wrath, but I'll also rescue you from yourself, from this person that you've become that you don't want to be. You're seeing me. You're seeing Jesus. And you're saying, no, I want to be like him. He goes, well, I'll put my spirit inside of you then. And then you can start putting to death these things that you and I both hate. And I'll rescue you from this present evil age. And you just sit there and go, you're kidding me. So not only are you not going to punish me for all those things I've done, but now you're going to empower me so that I don't have to do those things anymore. And like the Bible says, now I will become this slave to righteousness. You're just going to hand that to me? And God goes, yeah, that's my grace grace and peace to you and then you have peace that's a gift of God how many people on this earth do not have peace and are stressed out striving for something never have enough rather than just going things are good I've got peace you see because if you don't have grace you don't have peace because if you don't understand the grace of God then you're going to spend your whole life going oh man am I good enough am I good enough am I good enough now can I go to heaven now did I make up for everything I did there's no peace in that See, peace is the result of salvation and grace is the cause of it. It's because of the grace of God that you're saved. And because you're saved, you have this peace where you go, wow, Jesus already did everything. This is a pretty good deal. And he's put his spirit in me and now I can spend the rest of my life becoming the person that he wants me to be. See, what did I do for that? Nothing, he just handed it to me. And he says that he did that. He rescued us according to the will of our God and Father to whom be glory forever and ever. Like I said, who gets the glory forever and ever? God. This way at the end we go, man, God, I can't believe you did all that for me. You're an awesome God. You're amazing, amazing grace. And we just spend eternity saying, God, I can't believe you did this for me. I can't believe you did this for me. I can't believe you did this for me. And all eyes are on God, the giver, the giver, the giver. Not on us. See, it's not noble to have a work salvation. It's arrogant. It's because you want to feel like you did it. And God says, why are you taking my glory away? I'm a giver. I just wanted to give you that. I don't want you to say, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make, make up for that $100 you gave me. I'm gonna, I'll show you. And he's like, no, I just wanted to give. Just take it. Go away. Just take it. Just enjoy it. And then just thank me. And say, wow, that was cool. That was really cool. God just gave me grace. And that's why Paul says in verse 6, he goes, I'm blown away. Paul says, I am astonished. The word is, he goes, this is like a miracle. This is unbelievable. He goes, I am astonished. And what he's astonished about, he goes, I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you by the grace of Christ and you're turning to another gospel. He goes, so God gives you all of that and then you decide, well, I want to try something different. I'm going to try working. He's like, why would you do that to him? He goes, I, I'm, I'm completely confused here. I'm amazed here. I'm astonished that you would so quickly desert. And when he uses this word, you quickly desert the one who called you, it's not just leaving him, but it's the idea of switching sides. 
Saying now you're going to turn against the God who gave you all that grace and go, no, you will not do that. I'm going to do another system. I don't like your system. I'm going to work for my salvation. He goes, you're just going to desert him like that? And you're going to go to this other system of works? He goes, verse 7, which is really no gospel at all. That word gospel is the word good news. He goes, he goes this isn't good news. You left the good news to go to your works type, lack of peace, no grace type religion. He goes, what kind of gospel is that? That's not good news. He goes, evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. And then he says this, but if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let him be eternally condemned. As we've already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let him be eternally condemned. Well, those are pretty strong words. Paul says, look, I don't care if I come back to you and say something different than what I told you. and said, well, now you got to do this and this and this. He goes, if that's the case, he goes, then let me be eternally condemned eternally condemned I, I was looking at that word because i'm like man what is that can that really mean that e- eternally condemned and i looked at this word anathema and it's this idea of handing something over to god without the blessing of god for him to curse and for him to have his way in a judgment type of way and and, and, and it's this ultimate excommunication is what this word is about. It's just ultimate getting out of my presence. It's the idea of hell. And Paul says, I don't care. And he's using hyperbole. He goes, I don't care if this beautiful angel, you know, flies down with his halo on his head and everything else and goes, hey, we got to work for some things too. He goes, I don't care if an angel tells you that. Then that angel should go to hell. That's literally what he's saying here. He goes, if I come and teach you anything different other than the grace of God, if anyone tells you anything different than the grace of God, he should go to hell. That, those are strong words because that's not the way we typically think. We think, well, but if he's a nice guy and he just seems to be doing a bunch of good works and spreading his love everywhere and he's just saying that we got to do some things also in addition is that so bad? And Paul says, yeah. He says, you don't judge a person by their appearance. You have to judge them by their message. That's why he goes, I don't care if it's an angel from heaven. I don't care how beautiful the person is. If they tell you you've got to earn your way and they take the focus off the grace of Christ, to hell with them. Those are his words. Now, does that mean that if someone starts telling you, you know, some other doctrine, you go, go to hell? You, you know, that, no, no. They, because we love those people and we care for them, but do you understand Paul's point, though? Because he, he makes it even clearer in, the ver- in verse 10. He says, am I trying to win the approval of men or of God? Am I trying to please men? If I were trying to please men, I would not be a servant of Christ. I'll close with that because he says, look, I know that's offensive. He goes, but I'm not here to please people. I'm not here to have everyone like me. See, some of you guys will write me notes this week. You'll call me and say, hey, that was offensive. I'm like, I know. I I know. It's not like I don't know. 
I know that's, a, that's very offensive to you because you thought your whole life you're such a good person, you've done these good things, you're going to earn your way to heaven, and here's a guy up front telling you, no, you're not good, and you're not going to earn your way, it's not good enough, and you're actually being arrogant and self-centered, and this is about God and not about you, and you don't like that, you want it to be about you. That's offensive. But like Paul says, he goes, if I were trying to please men, I would not be a servant of Christ. You've got to make a choice in life. See, our first allegiance has to be to God over mom, dad, brother, sister, wife, kids, friends, whoever. Your first allegiance has to be God. That's why Paul says, I don't care how nice that guy is. I don't care how nice that angel looked. I don't care about If you're taking away from the grace of God, my first priority is to defend my God. Am I supposed to love you as I love myself? Yes, but the number one commandment is love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. He is my first priority. He goes, I'm not on this earth trying to please a bunch of people, trying to make everyone like me. I am here winning the approval of God. He's what matters to me. And so if you are gonna take the focus off of him and onto yourself, to hell with you. You, you be eternally condemned then because this isn't about you, this is about my God. And this isn't even about me, because if I tell you something and it's about me, then you know what the hell with me. This is about God. God is so good. God rescued you. You were a mess, and you were headed for destruction. And he goes, let me just hand you some grace here. Let me just have my son pay for everything you did on that cross. Let me have him rise again and let me give you some resurrection power so that you can now get rid of all these things that you, you want to be rescued from. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. And some people have asked me, they've said, well, you know, you, you have such an emphasis on baptism. And, and I'm going, well, that's biblical. They're like, well, then aren't you turning baptism into a work? Aren't you saying, well, you got to work then because you got to do this baptism? I'm like, I don't get that really. Like, is that really a work? Like, like when I asked my wife to marry me, she didn't go, are we going to have to publicly, do I have to publicly acknowledge you in a wedding ceremony and I got to walk down an aisle? Was that her response? Like, oh, so you're telling me, okay, if I marry you, you're saying I have to have a wedding? No, that, that wasn't her response, thank God. No, it's this idea that, that it, that's not a work. That's like, wow, are you kidding me? You're gonna, we're, we're gonna get married? And, and she was strutting down that aisle going, yeah, I am marrying the sexiest man on earth. You know, it was just, it was a rush. It was just this public confession. Look at me, I'm with Francis. I'm embellishing a little, but it's that idea. It's that idea of, man, that's baptism. It's like, are you kidding me? I'm going to be joined into an eternal relationship with God. He's going to forgive everything. He says, I can live with him forever and ever. I want to publicly stand before you and say, I am married to Jesus Christ. That he is coming into this life. He's changing me. I'm spending eternity. He's accepting me. He's accepting me with all of my trash. He's accepting me and rescuing me from this life. I want to jump in that water and just proclaim to the world. That's baptism. So please don't reduce it to a work that where you're earning your salvation by getting wet. 
Okay, it's, it's, it's not a work. It's never been a work. It was something where the believer just says, yeah, I want to associate myself with Jesus Christ. If that means everyone hates me, everyone hates me, so be it. But I love this Jesus. He saved me by his grace, by his grace, by his grace. It's all about him. Thank you for listening to the Crazy Love Podcast. Join us next time for a new episode, but until then, for more resources from Crazy Love Ministries or to support the work of Crazy Love, please visit our website at crazylove.org.